From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. Utah lawmakers passed a bill on Friday that would ban transgender people from using bathrooms in schools and government buildings that correspond with their gender identities. This is the third year in a row that lawmakers in Utah have passed legislation that limits the rights of the state's trans community. Duck Thurgood, with our partners at Utah Public Radio, reports from the state capitol. Transgender Utahns and allies braved the rain and cold to protest on the steps of the Utah Capitol, where House Bill 257, known as the Trans Bathroom Bill, was being voted on inside. The bill is facing backlash for allegedly discriminating against trans people, especially trans youth, and making public bathrooms less welcoming and accessible for trans people in general. Any infringement upon um, the rights of trans and gender nonconforming people to use public restrooms, use public um, changing facilities, and, and therefore access public life is unacceptable. We demand all of our human rights, not some of them, in some places. That was Manona, a transgender woman and one of the speakers at Thursday's rally. Jakey Siolo, the director of an LGBTQ plus organization for Native Hawaiian and Pacific Islanders called the Nuanua Collective, also worried about the way the bill handles reporting. To have community be in charge of policing bodies will create almost more division and hate and harm and violence that we already see towards trans people. The bill requires reporting incidents to the police. Though fear and anger were both present at the rally, speakers and attendees continually discuss the importance of hope, joy, and community, even with the bill's passage. No matter what this world tells you, never let them take away your joy. Never let them take your spirits and hope. Remember, you have power. Your queerness is power. Your queerness is love. I'm Duck Thurgood. Climbers around the region are pushing back against proposed guidelines that may regulate some hardware used to scale mountains and rocks in wilderness areas. The Teton Climbers Coalition in Wyoming says the new restrictions could make the sport unsafe. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, Hannah Mersbach reports. The new rules from the National Park Service and Forest Service would allow fixed anchors on only a case-by-case basis. These are most often metal rings drilled into rocks that climbers thread ropes through to lower themselves down. They're installed throughout the Tetons in places like the Grand. Those are pretty much invisible to anybody who is not doing the climb and not actively looking for them. Charlie Thomas with the Climbers Coalition helped write the letter to the federal agencies. He says these anchors are also used in emergencies when a lightning storm rolls in and climbers need to get to low ground. And removing them means people would have to look for other ways to get down. Which would not only be not safe, but it would also potentially create a much greater impact on the wilderness area because then people are going to have to create descent trails. But some conservationists supporting the rules say they're essential to limit impacts on the environment. The National Park Service and Forest Service are accepting comments on the proposed rules through the end of the month. Hannah Mersbach reporting with our partners at KHOL in Jackson, Wyoming. Today, January 30th, is the last day to submit comments on the proposed rules to the National Park Service and Forest Service. 1,000 people crowded into the Orpheum Theater in Flagstaff, Arizona earlier this month to remember Diné activist Klee Benali. In his 48 years, 
Benali channeled his creative energy into films, music, and writing. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, Clark Adamitis has this remembrance. Poets, musicians, activists, and colleagues took the stage in Flagstaff. I worked with Clee very closely on fighting the Grand Canyon uranium mine. Leona Morgan, a Diné activist and longtime friend of Klee Benali, is one of the dozens of speakers. I have so many banners that Klee painted that I take around the world fighting nuclear colonialism. His last request to everyone was to put their bodies on the line in front of the trucks, in front of the machinery. And I'll be honest, I don't think I can do that, but... When he died on December 30th of last year, Benali was actively working on many creative projects. During his life, he led public demonstrations, engaged in civil disobedience, and he often expressed his beliefs with guitar in hand. In a 2013 music video for Song of the Sun, Benali stomps in the dirt and rocks his acoustic guitar in front of Red Butte, a site of a proposed uranium mine in Arizona. But music was just one channel Klee Benali used to champion environmental justice and tribal sovereignty. He was prolific on social media as a tool for agitation, organizing, and reaching audiences. He led efforts to help the unhoused in Flagstaff. And in one instance, Benali chained himself to earth-moving equipment, part of a long campaign to protest a ski resort's use of wastewater to make snow on sacred mountains. Within his 48 years, he was able to live many lifetimes. He was doing the work of four to five people at once. Morningstar Galley is an activist in Flagstaff who helped organize the celebration of life on Saturday. He was doing performance art and art shows and making jewelry and making music and writing his book and working on his video projects, countless, countless projects that he was so dedicated to. In recent years, Benali had some health issues, and he was in and out of the hospital late last year. But he still managed to publish a new book called No Spiritual Surrender. And he even designed a board game called Burn the Fort, raising funds through a Kickstarter campaign. Colonizers have built a military fortress and are waging a brutal invasion of your lands. In the game, white settlers are the villains. Players assume the role of historic indigenous warriors battling to stop colonial invaders. Can you prevent their wagons from bringing supplies to the fort and burn it to the ground before the train reaches the golden spike? Benali released the first edition of the game just a few weeks before he died. In his health condition, Klee was working pretty much around the clock. Leona Morgan says Benali used every minute of the time he had in this life. When we would have meetings, he just had this urgency. I think he was aware of his own time. 
because the amount of work that he put out this year is just incredible. With his passing, Klee Benali joins the ancestors, generations of indigenous activists who have fought for sovereignty and human rights across North America. But inside the realm of social media, his spirit lives on. It was the word she didn't say She sang the sun down every day In a video from 2019, Benali appears in what looks like his home studio. He performs a song called She Was a Mountain that honors Navajo matriarchs who resisted relocation on Black Mesa in the 1970s. The song could just as easily be about Klee Benali, his sense of truth and justice, his fierce activism. For KSUT and KSJD, I'm Clark Adamitis. That story was shared with us via Rocky Mountain Community Radio, a network of public media stations in Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico, including KZMU. You've been listening to KZMU News, grassroots community-powered journalism weekdays on the airwaves at noon and 6 p.m. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.